What is up, Conscious Monkeys? Welcome to another episode of Catch Up with Clayton. As always, I am your amazing host, Clayton. And as always, you are the Conscious Monkeys. So let me actually talk about uh, the elephant in the room, which might have been the monkey noises that you heard at the beginning. And if you didn't know that they were monkey noises, then I need to work on my monkey noises. It's a part of the class that I am doing right now. I mentioned it last week. But one of the feedback I got was making more sounds. And so I was like, okay, how can I possibly work in sound effects with my voice? And what came to me was making monkey noises at the beginning. (laughs) So I don't know how that came across. I'm interested in what you guys think. And so, ooh, ooh, ee, ee. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm finding it too funny. I need to get my shit together because we have a crazy week to discuss. This past week, I went to Joshua Tree. I talked to Christina Rice in person, who was on episode 35. We talked about the things I can focus on in my life to actually start making some big pivots, which is amazing. I have comments about the environment that you're in, which scales depending on where you're at. And I'm going to tell you about something that I'm watching on TV, which might shock you because it's been a while and it would shock me if I heard me saying that, hey, I'm rewatching this. So we'll get all to that right away. Let's start off with first things first. Joshua Tree. Have you ever been to Joshua Tree? I'm so curious. It is just a magical magical place and quite frankly from my memory this place has to exist i guess it doesn't have to but i believe that it does exist on ley lines the intersection of ley lines which makes it this place of connected energy from the cosmos and what i noticed what i experienced What I went through whenever I was there was expansive. Now, I did yoga. It was a yoga retreat. So yeah, expansive in the way of stretching and flexibility. But emotionally. But energetically. But internally, it was so much more expansive in ways that I wasn't even ready for. And I'll get a little personal with you guys. There were a couple incidents that, as a matter of fact, triggered me. And I'm at a point in my journey where I understand I even made a reel on this. But I understand when I get triggered, it's likely something that I either expected or felt or believed about the situation that kind of set me off. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. And at the time I was thinking back on it, I did ask to be shown things that I believed to be true, but weren't actually true. And so when I had experienced these triggers, I sat down and meditated on them. Not in the moment. I waited till I got home and tried to reevaluate it. And try to evaluate them. I was like, what is this this instant trying to tell me? 
And it was quite profound because one of them actually led me, and this is where it gets personal. So please use your grace whenever listening to this. But I had noticed that I still was holding on to energy that I still had not fully let go, that I was still embodying the frequency of being connected with my ex. And it was interesting because I was thinking to myself, well, I thought I was already past this. And then it reminded me, it was like, hey, the question you asked was, what was something you believe to be true? That's not true. I thought I was past it. And this came forward of being like, you still have energy attached to this person. You still have energetic. I don't know the exact wording of it. Maybe it's this thought of holding out for that person. Believing that something will realign. Because I should mention that there was nothing wrong between my ex and I. Everything was beautiful. Everything that everyone should aspire in a relationship to have was checked off. It was there. I can even see it now. The pencil going down the checkboxes. And so it really made me think what was going on. And so in journaling coming up to this, I said to myself, okay, I am ready to release because, and I don't think I finished it. Everything was checked off. The only issue was timing. The only issue was timing. We met right as we were both going different directions in life. Incredible person. And so what it had me realize was that I was still... I don't know the words for it in this energy of her. I don't know how to articulate it. The point that I'm trying to get at is that I realized it was something I needed to release. So I asked the universe, just like I think anyone should do. I asked the universe. I said, help me to release this. Let me help get me through this. The next morning, someone brought in a song And I found this fascinating because it was the same person who incidentally, accidentally triggered me the day before she brought in a song, which was Taylor Swift's very first song that she made it big on, which was love story. And it triggered something like it flicked something in me. I was like, oh, shit, I haven't heard Taylor in a long time. Taylor used to be a big part of my music selection. I listened to her a lot in college. And what happened was I was like, oh, I'm just going to start listening to this album again. Speak now album. If you don't know, start listening to that album again and see what happens. (laughs) Well, here's where it gets a little bit emotional. I going through the album, there was one song that really stuck out and really just drove a dagger into my heart. Or pulled it out. Depends on how you look at it. 
And it really reminded me of this past relationship. And I just broke down crying in the car. Breakdown's a little extreme, but uncontrollable tearing up. (laughs) It was beautiful. It was energetic and it felt right. And I believe that it was really freeing up a lot of that energy that I thought that I had released, that I was past. And so many different developments have happened in the last few days that have shown me that I am now, you know, at least processed it and passed it kind of in air quotes. It's a kind of a weird thing to explain, especially if you're someone that's been in this situation yourself. But the beauty of it was actually being able to rectify that that was something that I hadn't fully let go, go of yet. I do feel like I'm a lot more calm and present because of it. So that was really, that was really a beautiful thing that came from it. And so I highly recommend if you go to Joshua Tree, especially Joshua Tree, any of the intersections of the ley lines, but specifically Joshua Tree, be very aware of the intention that you are taking into that desert, that landscape, because there's some magical powers around that area where things will just kind of happen. So be aware of that. And it's interesting because this kind of actually transfers into something that I talked about with Christina, which is that idea of small wins. I don't think I mentioned that at the beginning, but we're onto it. Small wins. And what I had realized, and this was something that came up in my Akashic record reading. So if you see on the Instagram page, you will see that there is a reading that Danny West did for me. One of those pieces of the puzzle, she talked about making a million dollars because I had this focus. I had this facade. I had this fixation. That's the word. To want just a million dollars to show up every day at my doorstep. And this was something that I brought into the conversation with Christina. Where it got interesting was Christina pointed out energetics of being a container and holding, being able to hold space and money for, for yourself. And I found this super fascinating because, and I don't know that she said it exactly that way. However, it was super fascinating because she laid out small wins and focusing on kind of building that confidence because in our, in the spirituality, in the consciousness, in the manifestation community, we are always discussing just manifest a million, just manifest a billion dollars, just manifest this, manifest this, manifest a wife. That's where it's going to come back to. And instead of focusing on the end goal, focus more on the next goal. Wow. That's actually a beautiful quote that I actually think I'm going to coin. Instead of focusing on the end goal, focus on the next goal. It's great to set those long, big-term goals of making a million dollars every day. However, if you are in the energy of only making $100 a day, to go from $100 a day to a million dollars today 
is such a vibrational shift in energy that it would, I don't know if that's fair to say, but it would drastically change you in many ways that probably I would assume, I can only assume many people wouldn't be ready for. So what we discussed were the small wins. If I'm making $500 a day, focus on making a thousand and then 2000, then 3000, 4000, you know what I mean? Make those incremental steps because the energy and the decisions you make will change according to those things. And where this gets interesting, and it ties into the relationship that I was just telling you about, is that something I've always been manifesting is this is the wife I want, these are the kids, these are the da da da, da this is where. That's the end goal, quote unquote, end goal. I need to focus more on the journey there. So what does that look like? So what I've been actually doing is focusing on having a meaningful conversation with one girl every day. If I do that, then it'll snowball. Then I'll make it one meaningful conversation with a hot girl every day, which, you know, as I say that, I can feel that that feeds into the ego a little bit because of attractiveness, physical beauty. But you could make the argument, and I will make the argument that a hotness, attractiveness can go deeper than the skin. I suppose it could be a little bit difficult if you don't really know the person, but there's beauty in everybody. Yeah. So let's go with that. There's beauty in everybody. That feels right. And so you need to find and unlock that beauty, but that's the next stepping stone. And then at which point, maybe it's like, you know, finding, having meaningful conversations with girls that I could see myself dating. And then that starts and then it's finding, and maybe I'm breaking it down a little too much but hopefully you get the point. And the point of it is the small wins. If you have a giant goal affirmation thing on your board that you're not obtaining, you're not even feel like you're moving towards shrink it down. Say, what is the small step that I can make that would get me closer to this number? And so that's the season that I'm really moving into, which is I'm calling small win season. Focus on the small wins. And that can honestly transcend just about everything and everything you want or do. If you're in a place of depression, focus on small wins that get you out of it. So powerful. And what also is something to pay attention to and focus on is your environment. We talked about this earlier, or I at least talked about talking about this earlier, <laughs> but something that really struck me was your environment and the importance of it. I had been thinking about this because my room back home in Pittsburgh was a little messy. I had some clothes laying around. I had some clothes in the basket somewhere over here. But what I realized is that it's so important to have that environment the way you want your life to be. If you want your life to be messy, disorganized, chaotic, throw your shit all over the place in your bedroom. I promise you that is the quickest way to make your life that way. And I further noticed it with the apartment that I'm in. And I don't think that the girl listened to it, but if she does, um, you know, is what it is. But she wasn't expecting anybody to come into her apartment. So she hadn't cleaned it. And I mean, you know, whatever I get it, I would do the same, but I found it very interesting. The energetics of coming into this apartment 
and it not being claimed and being and feeling how that resonated with me. And my whole point that I'm trying to just bring out here is that the subtlest imprint can have the most dramatic effect. If your room's not clean, your bed's not made, you need to make that. You need to clean that in order to reorganize the rest of your life. And it starts with your interpersonally, then it transcends to your bed stuff, and then it's your family and X, Y, Z. It keeps on going. So it's a really cool idea that is really kind of struck home with me. And especially being in San Diego, I have noticed that San Diego is so much more just beautiful and lively. I've been to jujitsu like four times in the last three days. So all this to say that your environment, the city you are in, the people you surround yourself with can be a limiting factor in what you're doing and experiencing. Of course, don't use this as an excuse. I feel like this might be something a little bit more further down the road. Start off with your room, make your bed, clean your sheets. Um, but just make sure it's organized. I, I don't want to get into this headspace of you have to clean your bed or you have to, you have to make your bed all the time or you have to always clean your room. It's just an idea that if you feel like things could be more organized or more deliberate, check what's going on there. Oh, it's two, two, two. Fuck. Yeah. Must be in the right spot. Um, also side note, if you're watching on YouTube, You'll notice I don't have my glasses on. I forgot those at home. Might not have them for another week. Actually, I'll have them next week. So that'll be cool. But it is what it is. And yeah, sorry about the video quality too. But majority of you people are on audio. So let's get on with the the program. I'm losing my train of thought, but we got two more cool stuff to talk about. The very first one is what am I watching? What is Clayton watching now? Are you ready? Something released in 2000. It has 52 episodes and it goes by the name Pokemon Indigo League. Now, I don't know how many of you, but when I was growing up 2000, I would have been just about in first grade. I was probably entering first grade. And I remember every Saturday morning that they would play Pokemon, this Pokemon thing. And I'm realizing that they could have done it for an entire year if it's 52 episodes. And they probably just ran all these through. So that's pretty cool. But I'm bringing it up because it's on Netflix and they have all of them. And I remember when I was a kid. So this is your your reminder that if you are on what's it called Netflix, go check it out. I'm going to promote it. Also, I have to go and do yoga later today. So I do want to wrap this up. The last thing I will mention, though, is this week we have an incredible episode. Episode 051 with Haley Comet. And it is so cool because what we do is we talk about astrology. We talk about how it imprints on people. We talk about how you can read your birth chart. It sounds like it's something that she's a master at. She kind of just reads birth charts like it's her, like it's her thing. Like it's English words to her. I don't know how she does it, but she does it. So super cool, I guess at this point. So that'll be super exciting. We talk about astrology. We talk about birth charts. We talk about dating and relationships So get ready for that episode. It's a super cool one. And with that being said, conscious, conscious, conscious monkeys. ah, ah, ah. (laughs) I will see you all in the sixth dimension.